This is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this whole show is cross-culture. Okay. But y'all knew that. Yes, ma'am. So, um, we're also live on our Instagram as well. Yes. So, So, tune in for that. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. You're fine. You you guys, tune in for that because you guys loved it, so we decided to keep it. Yes, yes, yes. So, listen to our hot topics and, of course, for the rest of the episode, you have to catch it on... What? SoundCloud? SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, iHeart, um, Spotify. Spotify, we everywhere, global. Pew, pew. Okay, so let's start. You know how we start. How do we start, Ami? Topics. All right, so the first hot topic this week is we're going to talk about Leah Michelle. All right, now, if y'all don't know who Leah Michelle is, Leah Michelle played Rachel Berry on Glee. I was a Gleek. I'm not going to lie. I watched Glee. Oh, yeah. Um, I stopped watching like the last, last season, but I watched Glee, so I knew all of that. Um, anyway, so this week, you know, it's definitely been Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. If Black Lives Matter was a week in pop culture, it would be this week. Um, and everybody was coming out supporting, saying yeah. Black Lives Matter, yeah. protests, whatever, whatever. So Leah Michelle joined in that. She sure did. Um, and if you don't know how she looks, let me give you a little backstory. Leah Michelle is white and Jewish. Boom. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, that's, that's all you need to know, okay. really. So, um, this week, though, one of her former castmates, a black actress, what's her name? Um... I forgot real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, she yeah. she was she was on the show. It wasn't Amber Riley. Amber Riley's who plays Mercedes. So she was one of the later the um, season mm-hmm. episodes. I forgot her name on the show because again, super late. And she basically was called out by her saying that Leah Michelle was actually in turn very nasty, very mean. She was like, "Do you remember how you treated me like shit when I was on the show?" So basically, she talked about how um, they would be on set and she would be really mean to her. That's she true. told her that I want I'm going to shit in your wig. That's really? disgusting. Really? That's disgusting. And like I guess whenever they're all eating or doing things, like she, she just would not let her around them. And also Amber Riley also commented saying that she would like legitly like, you know, ostracize her. Really? Like she was mean to her. She was like, you guys not let me at the table. And it seems like she's all, this is a general thing too, because um, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, that's what her name? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Apparently her niece, or was it her niece or her granddaughter, mm-hmm. was um, interning on the set. Really? And she was mean to her. So she, she was a mean little She's a mean girl. Bitch. So she, <laughs> That's what she is. Mean so basically she was mean to her and she really, you know, got them to fire the girl. 
What? Yeah, so when she, she fa- was cut a little bit. Okay. Wow. So when she found out that, oh, that is Meryl Streep's granddaughter or niece, family member, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, trying to get, you know, the clout and everything. So it's like, girl, listen, if you, it's all good. We want people to, we definitely want our non black, you know, people, friends, colleagues, whatever, to support um, Black Lives Matter, right? But Black Lives Matter is not just in the now, it's, in every aspect, okay? Not yeah. just the police brutality, but if you do have black co-workers, black people that are around you, treat them equally. Have respect for them. Don't treat them like shit. So that's basically what that post was about. Like, girl, you're going to say black matter, black life matters. Thank you. But my life clearly didn't matter. My career didn't exactly. matter to you while exactly. we were on set. Yeah, I think that definitely this um, this brought a bunch, a lot of conversations in the workplace. And, you know, when we do say black lives matter, that matters in all ways. Um, you know what I'm saying? Not just police brutality, Not just police in brutality. every way. Kind of to speak on that a little bit, even the thing that happened with, I believe her name is India, the trans woman that got beat up in New York. Um, just kind of like a, a sidestep, because that, that really wasn't on the list today. But we do want to acknowledge that black trans lives matters too. Transphobia needs to end. Like mm-hmm. the same way we say all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter all black lives can't matter if we don't include if, listen the girl people. she was at the she i think it was like a 7-eleven yeah. or a gas station store it was legit 12 no 20 20 men, men black men were all pulling her hair beating her up and it's like even if you don't like how she looks you don't agree with her lifestyle what is that going to solve it doesn't solve what is anything. that going to solve yeah i think that um on, on that note it's kind of like we all have to see each other struggle from the other side of view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when I find myself saying things that aren't as tolerant or thinking in a way that's not tolerant, I remember how I feel as a black woman and how um, when when those thoughts are directed towards me, how it makes me feel. Yeah. So just as black people, as we are having this moment um, where we're finally being seen, use your lens to see others as well. Definitely. And speaking of black women, we know bad bad baby Barbie, whatever you want to call her. Was she that wants the to be she wants to be black, okay? <laughs> She's trying to be black. She's trying to have the black experience. So basically now she is in rehab. Hmm, the power for, of the tongue. She's 17 years old. She's in rehab. I mean, like, drugs, they're real, okay? Alcoholism, all that's real. But she's in rehab for um, prescription drugs and for childhood trauma. I don't know why I laughed. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. It's childhood trauma rehab stuff. I thought that was therapy. Gee, that was legit. I read it on Snapchat. It was like childhood trauma. And just like. I didn't know you go to rehab for that. I thought that's like you go to a therapist. Oh, I thought, as you said, she did it with Dr. Phil. That was the whole point of her being on Dr. Phil. Like, that one, that was the legit episode. Catch me outside. Bad teenagers. Okay. It's the power of the tongue. When you call yourself bad baby, I want you to be bad in life. For real. When you say, I'm the bad baby. Exactly. And then we've seen her, like, make comments about black women, too. Okay? So I'm definitely not for her at all. And But I definitely wish her well. We have, hopefully, it works. Ho- hopefully, she grows to be a good adult. Right. That's what we want. Right. Let go bad baby. Okay. You about to be a good adult. Adult. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Next on the list, on the list um, YouTuber... Micah Stauffer, she's a popular white um, YouTuber if mm-hmm. you are into YouTube videos and stuff. So basically, her and her husband, they adopted an, um, a one-year-old Asian boy, um, but it so happens that he has disabilities. Um, he has autism as well, and he is three now, and she basically rehomed the baby. You can do that? She rehome. <laughs> and it just made me think about when you rehome your dog. Like, oh, I'm moving and my landlord doesn't allow pets. Mm-hmm. Here, take my dog. Be their new mm-hmm. home. It, it just didn't really sit well with me. I don't know. Uh, okay, so, okay. <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate. All right, so. 
so the baby was autistic, and I will say that maybe she she knew that as a as a YouTuber, as a person, she would not be a good mother to that baby. Um, and she didn't want to mistreat the baby yeah. or not be able to give the baby the resources that the baby needed. Um, so she found a, a home for the child that would. Now, I think that the conflict in it is that if that was your own child, like birth from you, is that how you move in? Which lets me know that you adopting the child you never considered your adopted it wasn't child is your child. That's the, that, um, that is a ding, ding, ding. Because I yeah. get it. Having a child with disability, it's difficult. It's yeah. tough. I definitely do credit, you know, parents that do have kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing. So, you know, she said her husband, they're like, you know, we've gone through many doctors, hospitals, treatments, all of that. It was just overwhelming for them. And mind you, she has two kids of her own and a dog, you know? So, <laughs> I guess three the, kids, the four and kids. And a dog. Right. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I guess it was just too much pressure. So she definitely went on her YouTube as well and, mm-hmm. you know, announced it. And she got a lot of backlash. Like, why would you home a baby? You rehome the baby also. It's like, oh, it's an Asian baby. So if it was a white baby, would you rehome the baby the same way? But mm-hmm. she definitely did verify and clarify that she rehomed the baby in a nice, good home. That where he's gonna be really taken care of. I so, didn't know that was part of the stipulations of adoption. I, I thought it's like know. you take that baby home, that baby's yours. Unless, because I, I know maybe in foster you can do that, like foster care. Like if I'm a foster parent, mm-hmm. like if this child is too much, you for take me, them back to you foster can take care. them back to foster but care, but not to somebody else's but as house. An adoption that's like your mind. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know. So I, I, I do know. wonder what the process was. Like, did they have to refile like legal things? They definitely did. Probably change guardian and parents and everything. That's that's wild to me that people could do that. It's also wild that she spoke on it. Personally, I feel like what you speaking on that for? Why? Like, why like let that be a yeah. You know. But I guess since people do see her YouTube, see. Her her family, it would be like, why is this child missing? Oh, true. <laughs> what you do to the child? I so I guess it's good she's home to baby, but it's, mm, 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 it's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's um get into some hometown news. Okay. As so you guys know, we are Chicagoans. We are some Chicago girls. Um, and with everything that's been going on with the rioting and looting, um, it, it hit us really hard oh, here man. in Chicago. It hit us really, really hard. Um, a lot of the south side of Chicago is completely destroyed from looting and writing and things like that um but you know we as a people we are banding together there's so many people out there taking donations yeah. there's a lot of people out there cleaning up the south side so i just want to give that good with the bad um but something that was really crazy that happened out here was a slight race war between mexicans and african americans yes um, so a, a latin gang in Chicago, Latin Kings. I don't know if they're global or not. I don't know if they charter like that, but um, <laughs> they around here, the the Latin Kings um, banded together as a gang and said, "Y'all can loot your communities, but you're not going to do that in our community." Right. Um, but it really it turned very dangerous when it became on site. Anytime we see any black person, exactly, um, they started shooting. So basically, you know, we all know that this looting is an outcome of the protest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like people are like, "We're gonna loot today for no reason." You know, like if you do watch the different videos of protesting people are peacefully protesting most right yes yeah so anyway looting is happening Mm -hmm. you know breaking to um people's businesses and i understand that you want to protect your own business right i understand it you know it's not like target it's not the big corporations and i do think that they should protect their business so if you do want to stand outside and be like and and you know what some businesses are doing doing they're bored they're boarding up their their, um, Their restaurants restaurants or their buildings already Mm -hmm. so that when the looting happens it's not going to affect them right so i'm all for protecting your business hey stand outside with a gun like okay don't touch my business that's fine whatever however the fact that the way they're going about it is so militant you know what i mean it's it's really like oh 
Latinos against black people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we saw videos of a young boy legit walking out the street in their neighborhood and they all ganged up and beat him for for a reason. There's a lot of uh, stories going out, right? So I, I also was able to hear um, a lot of police radio that went out this week and it kind of lets you know how police move and where they're staging oh, a lot yeah. of things. It's, they have history of definitely... Uh, Igniting you know, tensions in communities. Between the races, definitely. Yeah, so, a lot, so the radio command... Um, the, the radio call that came out was basically police officers saying, like, you know, it's Latin kings and gangs going at it. Yeah. And they were like, let them kill each other. That's basically um, what they said. There was also reports coming out that the police went to the communities of, you know, those those Latin communities near the west side of Chicago saying that y'all need to do what y'all got to do because black people are coming to loot y'all next, which ignited Facts. that. Of course. So this all kind of aligns with the, re- the, the, the main and the greater purpose of all of this, right, which is that police are wild and they are lawless. Exactly. And it's like, I didn't, like, what are you going to gain from doing that? You know, I think it's like, okay, I don't know. I just, it, it seems like this is their opportunity to feel above us mm-hmm. a little bit. That's the mm-hmm. vibe I'm getting. Also just seeing, you know, people's Facebook status. And, you know, at this period of time is really showing people's true colors. Yeah. Non-blacks, true colors. Also some blacks too, of course. Okay, yeah. we're going to get Everybody. into that. Everybody. But it's like, man, what is that going to solve? That is not an issue. So now, then again, it's like, the purpose of this riot uh, of riot, riots and protesting, looting, it's it's been moved away. Yeah, I, I definitely think. Um, you know, I will say this. I will say that if we really think about the origins of gangs, the origins of gangs is to protect the neighborhood, right? It was. So it's like in in like in that aspect, Latin kings aren't one hundred percent wrong. However, we we have to do things with it's the way sense, they're going about judgment. it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and for it to be against minority against minority i think that you know mexicans and blacks we like the cousins of the minorities right right? like we 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 are in the communities with one another we have a lot of commonalities between one another right like it's black and brown and it's always said like that it's always black and brown black and brown that's how they group us together um so i would wish and i would hope that in something like this when we are fighting against police brutality when brown lives are just as susceptible as we are that it wouldn't have been a divisive thing and let's be real some Latinos, Hispanics are as dark as black people. Exactly. Okay? Because, you know, there's this thing with um, Dominicans. Oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm not black, but it's like, y'all be black, black, black than us, okay? Y'all and black. it's like, to this white police officers, white people, if they see a dark skin, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. literally, the, that's yeah. it. I think, I think that, like, you know, the real thing is like, non-white like it's, it's, it's non-white versus white and that's that's how they see it it's non-white versus white that's pretty and much if you it fall into non-white i would expect you to to see this cause and know what it is but i also want this to be a moment um for us to understand that as black people we do have issues that are specifically black right and, and for for and right now what we are saying is that police brutality has become a solely black issue it's a black issue so when we speak on it and when we speak on it with how we speak on it stand in that truth and don't let anybody tell you oh hey y'all don't let anybody tell you that like you know, you're, you're doing this or you're saying that or this, that, and the other because now what we are saying is that you have made this our experience solely. Mm-hmm. So when we speak on it, allow us to do that. Allow us to do that. Okay. Um, next on the list, I want us to talk about um, a young boy. He shares his mother's unwritten rules on how to survive as a black man in America. So we're going to play the recording. You guys watching us on live, you are not going to hear it. But for our podcast, you know, listeners. Don't put your hoodie on. Don't put your hands in your pockets. Don't put your hoodie on. 
Don't be outside with no shirt on. Check in with your people. It don't matter even if you're down the street. Don't be out too late. Don't touch anything you're not buying. Never leave the store without a receipt or a bag, even if it's just a pack of gum. Never make it look like there's an altercation between you and someone else. Never leave the house without your ID. Don't drive with a wife beat on. Don't drive with a do-rag on. Don't go out in public with neither. Don't ride with the music too loud. Don't stare at a Caucasian woman. If a cop stop you randomly and start questioning you, don't talk back, just compromise. If you ever get pulled over, hands on the dashboard, and ask, could you get out your license and registration? That is sad. It's like, we cannot... So for our um, people who are watching us on live, basically he said, um, don't, wipe, don't wear wife beaters. Don't go out with a do-rag on. If you do go to a store, uh, make sure you have the receipts and make sure you buy something. Don't show that you have any altercation with anyone. Things of that nature. Things that we already know. And it's right. sad for me. It's like, we have to always be on guard. You know, that's what yeah. it sounds like. You yeah. can't play music too loud in your car. Yeah. You can't, you know, wear your do-rag. That's things that are like, you know, pertain to our culture, what we do, you yeah. know? So we always have to be a guard. And when he said that, when you do go to a store, make sure you buy something. I always have that pressure. Because sometimes I go to a store, you know, window shop. I don't see, I don't see something I, I like. But you see them watching, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, okay, let me just get this pair of glasses, all right? Because it's just too much pressure right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just so uncomfortable. It's so sad that as black people, we have to live like this in our own country as black men especially exactly you know, like um I, I definitely feel for black men right because like we're sitting here we're two black women um and there there are certain things that apply to y'all that i can't relate of course you know what i'm saying that i just i cannot relate just by the nature of that of i am a woman yeah and um my heart really goes out to you all for that you know like we we have our own set of issues you know twitter yeah. told us that this week with sexual assault and everything but as as black men, that's that's really unfortunate that that's like the reality. Like, basically, all I heard is that you cannot be relaxed. You, you know? cannot be relaxed. All, all of those things he named is just kind of like I can't run out in sweats. You know what I'm saying? You can't. It's basically you are seen as a weapon. You are no you are not seen as on on unarmed or anything. You mm-hmm. are a weapon. You are black and you are a man. Right there, yeah. he is a dangerous man. Yeah. He he's a threat. He's a terrorist. He's he needs to go. That's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, it's so, scary. It's sad. We it do is. pray for y'all. Um, those conversations are hard to have, especially because you know the 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 person was a teenager and yes, just just the stark difference between how white teens live and how black teens live. What? Not, let, it, not, it just, let, don't it, let us say teens. Let's say kids. Yeah. Because we clearly see the difference between black kids. We see young kids protesting too. Like that legit control. in the streets protesting and saying no justice, no peace. And then on the other hand, we hear Karen saying, oh my God, my five-year-old, eight-year-old, I don't want them to know about racism. There's no color. Like, they shouldn't watch yeah. this. Nickelodeon shouldn't post anything about race. That's scary. You know what I mean? It's like you want to protect your young white babies, but when you see our young black babies, they, you know, it's, it's a big difference. They're treated as adults. We, Tamir, we see it in the school system. We see it everywhere. Tamir Rice was 12 years old playing with a water gun in a park and was killed. And that's that's all I have to say about that issue. Okay. That's that's really all I have to say. Yes. Uh, um, I think it's time for us to get to our Lodo of the Week. Yes. Sorry, y'all, on the, pod, on the live, but... Listen. On a Lodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lodo, Rabata. Oh, Lodo, Rabata. So our live Goofass. listeners... 
Lolo do means uh, goofy, dumb, slow of the week. You know, they give you a little by now. Y'all rock with her. Y'all know that by now. Give you some culture, okay? I'm just you know for our live oh, yeah, listeners, yeah, okay? So we have three. First one, Trina. You all know how much we love our female rappers. Our black female rappers, we all in it for them. Even Trina, that's her music is not popping like that after many years. We still support her, They're okay? It's, it's real though. Which she still make music, but I don't know her music at the same time. Anyway, she has a radio show with um, Trick Daddy, mm-hmm. Miami, hot, my, hot, hot something. I'm not from Florida. something. Yeah, okay, three or five <laughs> thing. And basically, she went on air and was just saying nonsense. And we're gonna play that really quick. So just listen, okay? 6 a.m. That's how I feel. No. Keep everybody off the streets, these animals off the streets that are running around in Miami-Dade County acting like they have escaped from a zoo. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. That's how I feel. That means tear up our city. Ain't nobody tear up no city. That means tear up our city. That means run through and tear up our stores and burn down our stuff and breaking our stores. I don't approve of it, period. Okay. I don't approve I don't of it, period. Now, talking about black lives. All right. The, all right. the black That's lives matter. that matter, right? The same black mm-hmm. lives that are taken from the hands of other black people. Those, are, those oh, matter too, huh? Like, all y'all fake for the protests and the fake. Oh, we so concerned about George Floyd. It Half of y'all are marching. I'm not even caring about this man. People are just doing First maliciously. All, everybody, everybody wasn't looting and burning up stuff. Mm-hmm. When the police get behind you and the red and blue lights come on, you're not supposed to be scared. You're not supposed to be scared. I'm never scared. I have die. my license and registration and insurance. I'm not scared. Okay. Yeah, so that definitely was ignorance. But obviously, obviously, she's talking about black people. This is not like, oh, all protesters. It is specifically about black people. Am I wrong? Was Did I hear the no, wrong thing? No, she definitely was talking about, she said black people are animals. Um, She said, for y'all to be running through the streets, this, this, that, and the other. And then to mention that, oh, y'all are fake protesters. The same black people that say black lives matter are the same one killing each other. Why would you even bring up that narrative? Because obviously that's the narrative that the white media has used against us. The black on black violence. I think like that, what? Um, for Trina to even make the statement, I'm not scared. I have my license and registration. Really? Um, I think it's like, I think that one one thing that we do as black people that within ourselves, we have to acknowledge that we, we subscribe to respectability politics within ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we, we can't acknowledge that there's ignorant people within our race. You know what I'm saying? Of Every, course. Everybody ain't black excellence. That's just a fact. Um, but I think that you got to read the room and that's just always the fact that the matter, right? You got to read the room. Like this is not the time or space to bring up those things. This is not the time or space, um, when we're fighting to be seen as humans for you to compare us to animals. And I also think that this is a very like critical moment where we have to use our platforms wisely. Okay. Um, I get it that Trina, she is not a civil rights movement leader. You know, she's not the most educated or well-versed person with, you know, what's going on. But if you do have a platform where you're using your voice and you're a black person, you have to be really careful with the things that you spill out. You have to be really careful with the message, what you say. I, I don't, I, I just don't get it. Yes, be yourself, whatever. But it's certain things I mean, you discussed that we're not going to sound a podcast. We just, yeah, just not. I just, I just, I think that. The real, to me, one of the real reasons outside of, you know, what she said, obviously, that Trina's getting a little of the week is that right now we are defining the lines and we are saying if you're not for us, you're against us. And you chose to be against us as a black woman. Exactly. And that, to me, is irresponsible. Another thing I do notice is with some celebrities and also pe- um, black people that are wealthy or rich, right, that they do live in white neighborhoods, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, they don't experience 
racism on the regular, like a regular Joe, you know, that lives, you know, in a regular neighborhood compared to them. So I feel like because, oh, she's not stopped on the regular by police because she lives in a nice neighborhood. She drives a good car. She's a celebrity. She doesn't experience this anymore. Or maybe she doesn't experience it at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if this is not your experience as a black person, it does not mean it's not the experience for another black person. So all that that she did and said, it made it seem like our concerns, the reason for our protesting is invalid. Like, yeah. we're doing too much. Yeah, she, she basically said we're doing too much, and I can't fold for that. You know what I'm saying? I definitely can't fold for that. Let's go. So, she did issue an apology. I don't know if I necessarily want to hear her apology. She was like, oh, I educated myself. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to understand what's the solution. What is the answer to everything that's happening? And it's more than just in the streets where people, you know, doing whatever. I, it's it, it's the commissioners, it's the governor, it's the mayors, all these people. It's the chief of police. I had no idea of that. So now I'm understanding that. And these are the people. I'm sorry, I can't listen to That's you. what I'm saying. Like, it, listen, it, it, oh, I understand that it's not the people. It's like, what are we to change? What's going to be the change and solution? Girl, I, bye. It's nothing more than I hate that somebody that can't stand by what they said. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that we can't evolve as people, but you doubled. Like, you really were. She was passionate super passionate about what she was saying. You could feel the passion. Passion yeah. and the anger she had with that fir- the first thing that she said. Yeah, she really didn't like. She felt that we were animals. She thought that we was doing too much. She she didn't agree with it. Um, and again, you know what I'm saying. I I'll say on record that um, I I don't I don't think it was fair for every single business to get their stuff. Of course, um, you know, especially black and, businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it clearly became unorganized, and we lost ourselves in the midst of that. Right? I would never go and say it was an- animalistic, um, because white people do stuff like that all the time. Don't nobody say nothing to them. Did, did you listen? If you look at the clips, pictures, videos that are online from the looting, you would see white people who broke exactly. into bands. Exactly. Okay, police officers was getting how they lived. They was like, oh, I'm on the shift. <laughs> listen, the even TV. police officers they lied about the amount of looting that happened. They lied and said that um, a lot of diamonds, up to $2.4 million, were stolen from a diamond store with the looting. And the diamond store came back and said, listen, we didn't even have any watches, any jewelry out at all. We just, we boarded up our store. The only thing that was broken was like a few glasses. So it's like, the media is obviously exaggerating the the, the stuff that's going on. The media is definitely trying to play a part. But you know what, Trina? You're not the only dumbass this week. Let's get into some of these other goofies, these olodos of the week. Okay. We have um, New Orleans Saint quarterback Drew Brees. Okay, now Drew Drew Brees. You know, he was basically on some, you know, everybody going live and stuff, some serious radio show, and he was asked, um, you know, some questions. So let's play that clip. Okay. Uh, What is your responsibility? as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let, me, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. Of course, you're such a leader. First of all, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I'm so tired of white people acting like this, this American flag, flag is, Listen, I'm, is, is just a pit of, <laughs> the pinnacle of patriarch and patriotism. Look, you know the way Americans handle this flag? They, they handle it like it's the Ark of God. You know, and yeah. if, you know, if you understand what the Ark of God means, it's like they make it seem like it's just it's this altar. It's this like special thing, thing that you cannot touch, you can't do nothing yeah, to. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. You know, that's what, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like... 
white people don't be having nothing to hold on to. So they find the real weirdest things to hold on to. And you, like they don't have like you know what I'm saying? If white people had a culture, they would protect their culture. But they don't, so they have to protect the flag. That's fair. And you know you, what I'm saying? You like, know what? They still don't get it because what is he? He's a what is he? A football, a football player. Football player. That I saw an interview with a, a I forgot his name, a fellow football player. Oh, he used to be a football player, and he talked about how Drew Brees, you were around, you were around black people all the time. You 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 in the locker. You're in the locker room with black people. You went to school with black people. So it's like for you to make this statement, you know, and another thing that white people do is like, oh, my grandfather fought for this flag. They fought in the war. Black people fought in the war with you, too. Black people built this country. Black they people fought too. in the war. They they built this country. This is their country. And all, all of this, all this, this, this entitlement over the country as if you're that the you only, do not own. That you do not own. As if you're you the not only build. people. White people really are delusional. Y'all really think that you just you was born like like you created America just because Christopher Columbus, who didn't even have a proper compass, who thought he was going to India to get some damn curry, fell into to, to, to North America and took it from people Native the Americans. way that white people People do when they pillage and they and they genocide races, and now here come all these freaking Irishmen and Frenchmen and British Italians, people and uh-huh. Italians and people who are all came through Ellis Island like the immigrants that y'all are, immigrants, immigrants that y'all are, and came here just because you have lost all identity to your culture, have now tried to act like America solely belongs it's the to Holy you. Land. It's the holy land. It's like, come on now. Black people fought in the war. Black people fought for this flag. We fought for the flag, think that, well, we're going to get our freedom. And still, we're not free after the war was over. Still had to face Jim Crow, Jim Crow's law and everything. So it's like, you know, it just shows that white, you know, of course, not all white people. But like, no matter how, as him, you have black coworkers, black teammates, black, uh, you know, friends, whatever. They still don't get it. It's still something that's missing right there. Talking about the military. It's just kind of like y'all be taking the stuff and, and making it nothing, right? Like, like y'all don't ever talk about the Confederate flag. You never have this issue when, when you talk about the Confederate Listen, flag. Listen, they fight for the Confederate flag. Which, which, which is an exact flag to say that I do not stand with America and your decisions. It is literally the anti thesis of America Division. And, and y'all let this this one flag fly everywhere and do everything and do nothing. Nobody said that disrespects the soldiers that fought in the Civil War. Nobody says this disrespects America as the land of the free. Nobody says this disrespects the military. It's cool. Like, We're gonna get into like, you in our topic. Y'all really you know. mean. But, oh, I guess <laughs> you know that's what topic is about. It's okay. So our next load of the of the week is Laura Ingram and what she's a new cat newscaster. Bro, what, what, what do you want to call her? Yes, for Fox? she's for Fox? a Fox newscaster. Mm-hmm. She's an idiot as well. She blows um, my mind, like so, literally. You know, if we first remember. Laura Ingram, you know where we know her from, is she was the same podcast, uh, same um, news anchor that told LeBron to shut up and dribble. And dribble. But you know what? I would never repeat that, so I would let her say it. It's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. So obviously she's mad. LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Well, he's allowed Meanwhile, to have his view about what kneeling and the flag means to him. I mean, he's a person. He has some worth, I would imagine. I mean, this is beyond football, though. This is totalitarian, oh. totalitarian oh. conduct. This mm-hmm. is Stalinist. And by the way, on the streets of New Orleans, we're looking at live pictures. They're yep. shouting F Drew Brees. 
So just to clarify, the first part was what she said to and about LeBron James. And the second part when she said, oh, he's just a man, Christian man. And he's, you know, think about the flag and everything is what she said about Drew Brees. Do you, do you see the clear difference? It's obviously the same thing that they're doing, right? This means about their rights, their beliefs, their morals, justice, humanity, whatever you want to call it. I think it was telling that she said he has the right to have an opinion. And then for LeBron, LeBron to KD, shut up, she said, did nobody ask you for your opinion? You know, like somebody said, shut up and dribble. Um, so to me, you already inherently have told me that you consider black thoughts as um, foolish rhetoric. Not That's valuable at all. It, it's not valuable. You said we are not allowed to have opinions. We don't have the right. We don't have the right to have opinions. You have let me know and exposed yourself as the racist bigot that you are, Laura Ingram. Which is why, as black people, we just need to stop playing with Fox. Empire's over anyway. That was really the only thing yep. I was watching on Fox. Star mm-hmm. is done. Um, it's no more. It's no. It's really no other reason for me to 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 invest in Fox. Yeah. I don't watch any of them stupid shows. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch any of them little talent shows. It's, for me, this you know this whole load of the weeks. It just brings to light. You know the the clear discrimination and racism. Like a black person can do the same thing, and a white person can do the same thing. But the treatment is completely different. I saw um, three men were arrested for the protesting, right, and looting, whatever. White, black, and Asian. The white man got a bail and he had to pay hundred dollars. Okay, and come to port. Hefty. Court. The Asian man got three hundred dollars. Hey. That's how much the black man got seven hundred dollars. Same day, same situation, same thing. Why? Okay. Anyway. I just, I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, you know. <sighs> but yeah, that is our load of the week. I think that's all our hot topics that we have. That is all our hot topics. We thank you guys for joining us. But thank y'all don't have tuning. to join us on our podcast and listen to the rest of this juicy. To listen to the topic, okay? Because we're about to go in. Tune in. All right, guys, so our topic of the day is protesting, okay? So, um, you know, protesting obviously has been a big thing this week, but we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot. Um, as people who have protested ourselves, sure have. you know, we just kind of want to get into some of the, the norms, the myths, the the things, like what is protesting about, all of that. Um, so protesting, the definition, it says the expression of disapproval of or an object to something or objection to something sorry um so as you may all know because this is a global issue and it's a first amendment right just want to shout shout out okay it's a global issue where this racism and police brutality against black people is the main focus of what's going on for the past couple of weeks Mm -hmm. right and you know what people are doing now is to protest and i would like to say which i'm actually proud of that all 50 states protested against um, police brutality and also for the life of George Floyd and for the convictions of those police officers that did murder him. The whole world protested, right? Because all 13 countries. We had Ghana protesting. I love that sign that said, Africa, rise up for your children. Even in Nigeria, people had the little small protests Yes, Nigeria protested. France protested. John Boyega went crazy in London protesting. Um, You know what I'm saying? They said, man them, gal them, trans them, everybody matter. All them. We all matter. It was so cute. It was like, black lives matter. Black lives matter. It was so cute. But thank you. They're like, matter. Hell no. Anyway, but yeah, let's get into our topic. So we just want to talk about protesting because, you know, it is, uh, I think it's a 
not everyone understands what protest is about, what it should look like, you know, mm-hmm. how it goes. And, you know, with everything going on, looting has come out of the protesting. So I feel like people do obviously mix up protesting and looting now in this current moment. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I kind of want to just speak on protesting, right, and, and how looting comes in. Now, because protesting is... Basically, as we have explained, a a way of expression of human rights and to um, basically fight for what you want. Looting is a tool of protesting, right? Like looting is a tool of protesting. It is a tool um, in the sense of creating economic impact, right? Like if we take the goods and you guys feel it in your pockets, um, then that is going to get your attention. The same way we say that we are not going to buy something or we're going to stop purchasing Gucci or whatever the hell yeah. you know we decide to do it, it it is all the same right so this time we were looting in the physical sense um you know now the thing that when i say it's a tool of protesting it has to be organized and it has to be fragmented when i say that it has to be targeted right like we we when when they burnt when they burnt down the target and they was fucking it up in minneapolis it made sense it made me, sense right because it's like this is an establishment this is a corporation this is we want you guys to feel our pain we want you guys to feel what it feels like to take something from us mm-hmm. it is a physical manifestation of what we are feeling you took from us we take from you right even though no shade to target that was just the place and the the, the infrastructure that was chosen that day yes. now what is going on in certain parts of the country has now become theft and i want people to understand that um the fact that it was no longer in protest. It was not during protest. It was not, um, you know, in result or direct result. And then pe- the people who were harmed were the people who are oppressed and who are fighting. Now it's become theft, right? It has. Like, it's obvious that even when you want to think about the civil rights movement and how they did protest. You know, there, there was the Million Man March, you know. There were sit-ins, you know, so there are different ways to protest. It's not just, you know, marching down the street. Because even, you know, we're also advocates, too. You right. know, with you being behind your camera and posting whatever, that is a form of protesting as well. Um, however, things are just, it's just, getting, it's just getting a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's going crazy. So, of course, there's protest, there's peaceful protest, there's violent protest. Mm-hmm. And I like to think or say or that I've seen, I feel like majority of the protests that's been going on, they have been peaceful. I feel For like sure. they become violent based on the reactions of the police officers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that you clearly see them spraying people, you know. Mm-hmm. They're the ones throwing tear gas. They're the ones, you know, um, capturing people and not letting them move and then, you know, just harming them. They're the ones beating people. So, protesting... We black protesters actually have been peaceful. I have a classmate. He said his cousin was shot. And his cousin was um, peacefully protesting. With the rubber bullet or the real bullet? I, I, I didn't ask details. Hey, yo, let's be real. Them rubber bullets damn near real bullets. Y'all ever been shot with a BB gun? No, listen. People bleed from that. Yeah, They shot like- a homeless man. The police officers doing this protesting. You know, homeless man in his wheelchair, in his little corner. They shot this man and he just started to bleed. They shot him in the face. <laughs> In the face. That's in what I'm face. saying. It's like my 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 biggest thing um, with police is kind of like what are the de-escalation tactics that you are taught in the academy, right? Like, cause like even me as a as a teacher, right? Like when a kid wild out and they spaz out in the class, I'm taught little little shit to like de-escalate. You know the what situation. to do to be you like, cause I mean? you're the one in authority. You have this job. You know what comes with it, yeah. right? So you know that you have to be the one to be like, okay, I need to be the bigger person. I have the knowledge, the training, the understanding. To know how to handle situations like this. Even me as a healthcare worker. When I call insurance and stuff, 
I do get people that act out on the phone. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, this is my job. So, like, what's the de-escalation? Like, it's like zero to 100. It's like, a zero to 100. Like, imagine. Just imagine if everybody was toting tasers and guns and this. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, like, would I always pull out my gun? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's police officers that, you know, what they say is, oh, my God, I felt threatened. I was scared. I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home to my, to my, my kids and my family. But you feel threatened and you're the one with a gun, you know, in a civilian's face. So no matter how a civilian is even acting up, whatever, but you're the one with the gun at the end of the day. And you're the one who takes this civilian away from his family and his mother and his kids. You're the one with the power. You're the one with the power. And, 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 they have so many tools. They have the bat. They have the gun. They have the spray. They have the tear gas. You can arrest me. You have the power to bring me into custody and now put something on my record that will influence and impact the rest of my life, right? Like, if I get charged with this because of what you said, because of your account, because of your opinion, this impacts my, my employment. This impacts my role in society. This impacts my, my um, right to vote. All of this shit is impacted versus on, on based off of what you thought in that moment that we were in. And let's talk about with this protesting. Um, for those that don't know, martial law has definitely been included. And martial law is the imposition of direct military control of normal civilian function or suspension of civil law by a government. Especially in response to a temporary emergency where civil forces are overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. So basically the police are overwhelmed, you know, and they're trying to suspend a civil law protesting. I feel like people spoke martial law up, right? And they didn't know it was going to come like this. Because I, I remember when we first started quarantine, a lot of a lot of people instantly was, you think martial law is going to get to martial law? Martial law, martial law. And, <laughs> uh, like, I didn't, because I ain't going to say, I didn't know what martial law was. I didn't know much I about I heard it either. so much. I was like, damn, what's martial law? And then for it to arise in this fashion, in this manner, it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I think he been, it's like something that was, was thought of so much that it just became the next natural Listen, step. and this is real. Like, even just driving down the street, you see tank, military tanks. You see, mil- you know, um, soldiers in military armor, you know, with the helmet, with the, the, the backpack, with they everything. They out here. Like, they they, they suited up. They ready to go. They ready. Like, as soon as 9 o'clock, that's the curfew here in Chicago, as soon as 9 o'clock hit, hide your wife, hide your kids. They outside. And it's crazy. This is Chicago. This is not a war zone. But they've, they're making it a war zone. He been wanted this, right? Like, he you, been. You think about been, Trump's um, initial acts of coming into presidency, this is what he wanted. He want, he been saying, I want military in Chicago. I want the, the thing. So it's like, we... Like, everything manifests itself, right? The power of the tongue is real. I feel like when people say stuff and, and cast those spells by your mouth, yeah. um, all those things come to pass in, in, in one way or the other. In one way or the other. I agree. But I also do want us to talk about how, okay, as black people, how we are protesting. Because we definitely do want to change. You know, we're not protesting for no reason. We're not protesting just to mess up our streets. We're not protesting just to mess up businesses. What is the purpose and how do we go about it effectively, Right, because of course, no matter what, white people are gonna say what they want to say. You know, they're gonna say we're animals, we're doing too much, blah blah blah, whatever. However, we need to protest. Like, who are our leaders? Who is? I, I always wonder, like, with this protest, who's the one leading the forefront? Who who is the one there saying this is where we're gonna meet up? This is how we're gonna go about. It, this is how we done. And I feel like that has been lost in transition. I ain't gonna stunt. I do be looking for the group text. Like, who gonna send me the link up for the protest? Nah! But I never see it. Um. Uh, but all jokes aside, right, like, I, I personally have a big issue with um, the fact that when we when we look for information, when we look for updates on black rights, it's Sean King. Like, like I'm subscribed to a lot of, like, um, black civil rights things, mm-hmm. and I get emails from, like, Sean King's and updates mm-hmm. on cases and stuff. And 
you know, Sean King is a white man who got a fade. You know what I'm saying? Like, he a white man with a fade. Let's- He's mixed now. Is he? He's not white. I thought he was white. He's not white, G. He is not white. Dami, he is not white. He one drop black or like wow or like listen. Black, we're, black. we're not gonna do that. Let's no, not, I'm asking no, a real question. Is he that. like one drop black or is he like half black for real? Because I've always known him to be a white man. Why do you always know him to be a white man? Because that's what I was told. He was a white man. I never knew that he was black. It never came up. Nobody, ever, I've never heard. Are you kidding me? I'm so serious. Well, damn, shit. Let me look. I, I, you I, look mixed like, to me. I, I've always heard, like, Sean King is a white guy, which is, like, no shade, no tea. And if you don't know Sean King, Jeffrey Sean King, he's an American writer, civil rights activist, and a co-founder of Real Justice PAC. And he uses his social media to promote social justice causes. He also did win an award with the, um, with the Diamond um, Claro, Foundation. Yes. Clarolino Foundation. But you know what? Really quick, I am gonna check because listen, this man he looks. I hope he heard his words. He says American as his nationality. Even all of that. I'm trying to see where where. Damn, but continue. I'm sorry. But yeah, so it's like for me, I I think that um you know where where are the civil rights leaders? Okay, sorry. Okay, real quick, I did my research. He said his mother told him that his actual biological father is a light skinned black man. <laughs> but what kind of description is that? <laughs> okay, so he he's so ma- he one drop black. His mama's obviously white. Okay, okay, Ob- obviously. I mean, for his mom to be like, you know, yo, you have a light skinned black father. That's what, what a white bullshit is that? Is light skinned a race, uh, ethnicity now? Whatever. We're saying he black. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the conversation. I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah, but for me, it's kind of like um. You know, I, you know, I wasn't around in 1965, so I don't know how mobilization came to be. Yeah. But um, for for me, I would like to to see where are the, where are those those places that I know that as a black person, if I want to get involved, if I want to join the movement, if I want to do this, you know, where are the SCLCs of our generation? Yeah. Where is the the NAACP still around? So it's like, where are the statements? What are the things? Like, where are we looking for um to do that? And I think that we have relied a lot on social media, which yeah. is great, right? Which like, is great. Like I think we learned. This week of no week that the Black Lives Matter hashtag is a is a it's not just a hashtag but it is a source of information. It definitely is movement. It definitely is a movement because social media is it's major. You know that's everything. That's everything right now. But as you said, who are our current day leaders? You know, obviously we don't got Martin Luther King no more. We ain't got Rosa Parks. We ain't got James Farmer. We ain't got Ella Baker. We don't have Roy Wilkins. We don't have Malcolm Little. Malcolm. We don't have all these people. Malcolm X. We don't have all these legit people. You know, that we're, uh, we're not scared. They're legit in the forefront on TV going in. We see them marching. So the question is, who? Because it seems like now we rely on, of course, Trina and them. No, seriously. <laughs> Celebrities. Cause, cause, Meek Mill and them. Because that's a problem to me. I feel like, you know, um, we... We have too much um, reliance on entertainers. Like the way that when I study African American history, um, my my understanding of entertainers in the movement was just using their platform, right? Mm. Like I, it was never expected for them to make the statement. It was never expected for them to be the voice or say that, right? It was expected that um, you gather your people and bring them to us. You use your voice and do this to us and just let us know where you stand. But I think a lot of the times we expect these PR statement, these big um, galvanizing moments moments from celebrities and, and to me i'm like but those aren't the leaders right because to me they're not well versed enough Listen, in these topics there are regular people that just have a talent that's making them super rich and Period. popular that's really what it is there are people like us that you know i mean you know we definitely do take the time to educate and read but they're just regular people like us that just don't really know what's going on you know yes. they don't know the history they don't know you know the, the impact they don't even know what revolution is they don't know who their leaders were they, they, re- they really don't 
as I said, they're regular people, regular motherfuckers that yeah. just have to have a talent to make them have money. Yes, I do agree that yes, you know, they with you know with their talent, their their wealth, their fame, whatever, they have their platform, right? To sure. use because everyone is going to people do look up to them, people do listen to them. However, it definitely shows how they're not well versed in it, how they don't have knowledge in it. Even in certain interviews where they have like Meek Mill or Ti, it's like you guys are not even eloquent enough to even be on CNN. This is not even no race thing, but it's just like y'all y'all. Go to, y'all didn't go to college. And even if you didn't go to college, comfort. y'all did not even like study nothing, G. Like, y'all cannot speak clearly Get and eloquently, it. you know what I mean? You know, and have facts and evidence to back up what you're saying to sound intelligent. Clifford called ATL Wakanda and, thought, and, and, and genuinely thought that he was preaching that truth. He, Wakanda? He, he said, this Wakanda. Like, we did Wakanda, so, so don't go about messing up business. And what made it Wakanda? Because black people live there? That's the only like that, that, And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, even, even that's what I'm saying. When Black Panther came out, it went over people's head. But, you know, that's another story for another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I think that, um, you know, even for the fact that we have people infiltrating us in protests and we can't identify them. We cannot. So it's like, because when I when I see civil rights and stuff, I remember very clearly everybody that was with us was dressed in suits. Listen. You know the Nation of Islam when you see them. I, I was just going to say like, gee, what's the dress code? What's the Ashuri B? <laughs> what the yeah. And you know, if you're Nigerian, you know Ashuri B is, you know, what we wear. T- basically when everyone wears like the same color, same type of material, whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, like, how do we know who is who? Hence why even like the looters, they be white, not level, non-black because they be people of color too that yeah. they're looting and they have masks covering their faces yeah. right and they and people think oh that's another black person like nah. who, who is you who i don't know you i don't know because even me myself right now i am definitely asking the question like who is who can i say i look up to you know that i respect all that's even in the media and has a voice that i really hear for black movement besides celebrities i don't yeah. know about um al sharpton anymore is he still as yeah, active al sharpton is hired to, to to be the eulogy speaker that's all he do these days yeah, he, 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 do. he give the eulogy that's what al sharpton do oh and jesse jackson God. but I'm, you know what here's what jesse i will jackson. say mm-hmm they have earned that. They owe. This is, you're right. They you're right. Owe. They have earned that. Ding, ding, ding. They, have, you're right. they have earned the fact to like. You they, know they're not finna be the ones in the streets. They can't be the ones in the streets. But you know what? That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, so we have Jesse Williams. He's an actor. Jesse Williams is an actor. And I think that he he has shown us that he's well-versed. Angela Rye is a, is a CNN commentator. Yeah. She yeah. has shown us that she is well-versed. Even Amanda Seals. Even Amanda Seals has shown us that she is well-versed, right? Um... And, you know, I, I'm not saying that entertainers cannot also be well-versed enough to do this. They could be activists as well. Act- activists as well. But I would like for us to, you know, I think that this week taught me that when we have one band, we really do have one sound. And when we really say, you know what, this is what we're standing on and we're doing this, that we can do anything. And, and that's it. Like, as Malcolm X said, it's not that we are outnumbered, it's that we are out-organized. Period. Because look at how these police officers are. They are organized to the T. Okay, they be taking this blue lives matter to you know to the end. Okay, is the end all be all? So we're definitely not organized. It's just too much. Why? That's why there's so much mix up. Now there's added violence to it. There's looting. There's confusion. Oh, all black people are animals. All people, black people are doing this. It's just it's it's too much. And we definitely do need to figure out who the hell. 
damn, maybe we, maybe we are the next leaders. And I think, and I think that part <laughs> I of that part of us being the next leaders is also using our resources, right? Yeah. So, so like we said, we, I, I, you know, we've been in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mean to sound gangster, but, but you we've, know, we're we, we've been college, there. You know what I'm saying? Like we've us. marched these marches, we've done these things, and I think that now, um, I would never forget. I had a professor that I met with one time, and I was like, bra- like not bragging, but I was so excited to say, like, I consider myself an activist. Mm-hmm. I do this, and she told me, like, you know, at a point in my life, I transitioned from an activist to, to an advocate. It's a difference. Um, and, and I think that now in this era of social media, that is the the advocate. lane that we are mm-hmm. using, right? Like, I think that there is something to be said about social media activism, right? Like, I saw a lot of people shaming people on social media with mm-hmm. protests. Like, you're not outside. You're not doing this. Yeah. You're not doing that. Um, but I think there is value, as we've just said, in being the person that lets me know what to do. Because, I'm sorry, it's a question, but even think free. about it, as you said, social media activism. How did we even find out about, how did we find out about George Floyd's Floyd. murder? How do we find out about anybody? Social media. Media. Yeah, you know what I mean? Social media. And, and, and I to see a lot of people letting us know that these are the petitions. This is where you can donate. This is what you can do. That. Yes, and, I've been signing so many petitions. Yeah, and, and it's part of it, right? Because we are um, we are in the era of technology. Coronavirus taught us that, that technology does everything. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and it just so happens that um, people violated a lot of coronavirus technically rules to be outside. But those of those of us that, that felt that I can't be outside, you know, I, I I can't take that risk because it is a risk. No matter it what we say, risk. it is a risk. It is a risk um, in all ways, like, shapes, and forms. You know, because even when you think about it, you know, I definitely did want to protest. I'm gonna like, I did think about like, oh, what is what is something I could do besides social media, using my platform? You know, what is something physical that I could do? But when I do think about it, it's scary at the same time, right? Yeah, I you, you, like you, you, it's scary when you do see how even a ten year old was um, pepper sprayed by a police officer. A ten year old, you know what I'm saying? And listen, I, I ain't the most athletic, okay? I ain't I the most fit. Say, I ain't gonna hold you. I can't run that fast. I ain't for gonna long. run hard no more, G. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I can't. I can't run like I listen, used to. Listen, so you know, it's really as I said, my classmate's cousin literally got shot. Whether it's by a, 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 a rubber bullet or a real bullet, motherfuckers getting shot out here, and it's crazy. I, I can't. And even just you know, as we talking about who are our leaders, I went out a few. Was it Monday or last week that I went out when this looting was going on? I went to the store real quick and the looting was crazy. And mm-hmm. in my neighborhood that I saw, it was young black men that were looting. Let's just it was it. legit like, you could tell there's 16 to like 21 year olds that were restless and had nothing to do because they've been in the house all day due to Hell coronavirus. Yeah. You let, know what I'm saying? Let's get it straight. There this are isn't the ones. Just for this. this isn't just for this. I, I, you know, I'm, and I am sorry to cut you off, but I do want, I want people to understand when we're, with this looting is a direct result of multiple things. Multiple. We're we not just saying Black Lives Matter. We also saying we are poor because we've been in a global pandemic for the past two, three months and we've only got one stimulus check in April and it is now June. One, we, one. We're saying people were laid off. People don't have money. People don't have food. So when you telling me that it is a free for all outside, hell yeah, I'm and, gonna and, go and I see a store that's open and it's broken into. Hell, listen, I'm outside. When I went, I went, went out with the situation where I was outside, there were legit people carrying clothes. They're carrying food, just carrying things that they need. You could legit say, hey, wait, I heard them say, where you get that from? Is it that store over there? And, you know, people are in the streets, police office, officers are, listen, I had to speed home because I'm like, this is too crazy. I don't want anybody to come and hit my car because it was a situation with the police office with the Atlanta students. Yeah, where they, you know, where they, they yanked them out them. the car and, listen, I, I don't want no case, you listen. know? So, mm. it, you know, so my point was to say, okay, we really need to like figure out what's going on, how we need to fully move forward, you know, how we need to educate ourselves because as we said, not all 
people are for the not all black people are for the cost. Not all black people are protesting. Not all, all black people even know why we're protesting. Yes. Trina. You know what I'm saying? Not all black people understand that. So we need to educate ourselves. We, we need our leaders. Who are the leaders that are going to train this young black men, 16, 18, 19, 20 years that are restless? It's summer. Ain't shit to do. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no jobs at this point. School is out. It's damn near about to be out at this point. How? How? Who's teaching them? And also, Ooh. as first generation um, Africans, I do want to let people know it is our responsibility to um, let the, the whatever ethnicity you are, right? Like, if you are first generation, it's also your responsibility to let your people know about um, what it means to be black in America. Listen. What, what does it mean? I, I had that conversation with my family. Gee, listen. And I fought that fight every day. Every day, my mama, because my mama worked in Inglewood, so every day she'll come back. The South Side is destroyed, like, <laughs> every single day. And every single day I said, damn, damn them stores. Like, you know, like, and every single day I had to let her know, like, you know, I'm about to make her watch when they see us so that she can be as traumatized as I Listen, am. Listen, let her, let her watch Kunta Kinte. Yeah, okay. like, I think that, um, you know, it is part of our responsibility to let people know what it means to be black in America, right? Because as Africans, as whatever, wherever you are from, um, because we are from that country, our blackness is not the threat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Our blackness is not the threat. Obviously, like our experiences are different, mm-hmm. right? So the way we understand, understand or put, to even perceive things, or even just you know navigate through Amer- in America, it's completely different. You know, we've mentioned this many times. Like the, you know, our confidence in our blackness is not the same as a black American. Like the confidence that they have in their in their own blackness. Yeah. However, okay. However, when does non-black people see you? When this police officer see you, listen, you, if anything, you are the original black man as an African. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you look like you black, 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 black. So this is also your issue. This is also your problem. You know what I mean? It's not just a, oh, is it because black Americans are acting out? That's why police officers are, you know, exactly. are, are killing them anyway. Oh, Trump, you know, because Trump did say that when they're looting, start the shooting. Okay? Mm. And I do know some Africans that are like, Yes, he's right now. They are looting. What else are they supposed to do? You know, black people are crazy. Akata. No, baby. You black. Damn, I heard that word akata in a long ass time. I know, right? It feel like a distant word I know, to right? Me. And it's um, like, listen, listen to an African-American um, episode. Okay. Um, but it's like, baby girl, baby boy. You black. Your skin, your, skin is dark. Your skin is dark, dark, dark. You got extra melanin from that night song. <laughs> uh, I, I always just, I always stand on the fact that, um, you know, which I finally got my mom to get, which I'm so happy about, that black people are Nigerian people. We, like, we are of the people. Listen, this, this are your cousins. This are your, listen, this, just even think about it. You guys us. legit have, like, you probably have, like, the same great, great granddad with the person standing next to you. Yeah. My we, grandmother is 83, right? And I was seeing how the civil rights movement happened in the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. What? What the fuck? The, the, um, um, there's just one that I saw. I, felt, I, I keep on forgetting people's name. Um, she was, like, the first black girl. Um, was it in Kansas with the um, integration with the schools and Ruby stuff? Ruby Bridges? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's 65 now. Yeah, that's my and mama's like, sets. She's 65. And I'm like, my grandmother is 83. That's my mama's set. My mama's I'm like, 62. damn, my grandmother, I don't know how she would, I don't know if she would have survived. Like, she would have really been through it. Yeah. With the Jim Crow's law, like, when it was hot and, and that's heavy. just your grandmama. Like, listen, I said my mama is 63. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? My like, dad is 65. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this this is, it's it's current and it's here and it's today. It's not that long ago. It's today. It's really not you know that long ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, fuck all the bullshit. It's today. We literally have a 
a closeted Klansman as a president. Yeah. But I think also it's not this, this is not the time to be divided because I did see a tweet when someone was like, oh, where are the Nigerian scammers? Where are the Jamaicans? The islanders? Where are you guys? Why are you not protesting with us? We protesting. What am I supposed to do? Wear my flag on my back? Nigga, like, come on. Like, <laughs> seriously. Green, white, green, G. Exactly. Like, we out here. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just think that, like, especially as Nigerian Americans, um, you know, it, it it's important to us to use our platform and let people know that at the end of the day, um, yes, my name is Olua Damilola. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can identify as Nigerian, but... Don't get it twisted. I'm black. I'm from Chicago. I'm a Chicagoan girl. I've been here. I grew up here. This is this is my city. This is my this is my community. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think it really was of, as of recently, um, because I've always had like this little yeah. battle within myself to be like, I don't want to say that I'm you know not from Nigeria. It's like I am Nigerian, but Chicago is my home. And it's like overall, you are black. Yeah, you know. And it's like, like no matter how no matter you try, where. it's like the overall thing. The thing is that everyone has different definitions of blackness. That's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But overall, like, you a black motherfucker. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to try to get my genealogy. Nobody going to ask question. that question. And I think that's why also, you know, with this whole protest going on, we do need people to stand in solidarity with us. You know, you know, this change is not just going to happen with us black people. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? Mm, we do We're, need the we, white allies. We, we need the white allies, the non-black allies to, you know, come along with us we're not enough to make this change because who are in power all these police officers majority of them were white 99% of them were white maybe you see one two not for real you see maybe a few black people of course you know what I'm saying you see a few black people majority of them are white people the military who are they they're white people who Trump what is he he's white you know what I'm saying so we we need white you know what I noticed you know (laughs) sidetrack I noticed that people like in media like newscasters they really pronounce that They be like W H white. They really do, what? and I'm like, is that something that I, I don't need to teach learn my kids do? that in phonetics? What? When I teach my little babies, I don't be like, what? I be like, why, why? why? <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, we're not enough. We do need. Uh, I don't know if that's even right to say if we're not enough to make a change. No, because it's like, like at the end of the day, the society does. This society that we are in is not just black people, right? Not. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. We are not in just a a, a solely black society. Like for for us to truly be able to mobilize as we've been saying it's like we do need advocacy because clearly our voices are not being heard so so if they, if they hear your voice louder than mine say it for me say it for me be the person that that lets people know that you know what fuck this this is not right and as a white person i stand with them as a chinese person i stand with them as a hispanic person i stand with facts, them. Facts. anybody like stand with us because we do stand with each other when ice was going through doing whatever they was doing and, and latin people were at the forefront of that uh, oppression we stood with y'all you know what i'm saying when niggas was 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 saying that chinese people ain't shit because coronavirus is all through the u.s we stood with y'all when palestine be going through whatever they going through we stand with you so please stand with us because we are there when you need us and we are telling you that we need y'all to use your voice for us because i think that we're all humans and this is a humanity thing yes it is particularly focused on you know this is a black experience but it's a humanity thing i'm like how are we humans and you're human too right you have your blood is also flowing down your body yeah so how do you not get this and this is a global issue you know it's not just an american thing this stuff happens in the uk it, it, it happens in china in asian countries in canada in, 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 in arabian countries i saw videos of um you know um african uh, maids like just maltreated. That shit was. I, I, you know, we saw one of a lady where she was legit, like hanging from a building. Okay, you could tell her 
I don't even want to say her owner. Like, that's, that's the word that they use. But her employer had her hanging, from, listen, hanging from a building. No joke. No joke. Hanging from a building. And she was begging for her life. And she fell. And you hear the boom. You hear the body drop. And it's, this is a black body, you know? So my point is to say, we need every single body. We need everyone. White, black, yellow, whatever you are. We need you. But let's talk about how this process, what is the yeah, result? This is not in vain. It's not in vain. It's um, not. Oh. So, so far, the updates with everything that we've been happening is thank the God that we all serve, that, um, you know, all four police officers have been charged. Second degree. Um, uh, what's his name? The Chauvin nigga that had his knee in his, <laughs> in his neck got second, has, has been bumped up to second degree murder. Yes. Um, the other three police officers have been charged with aiding and embedding a criminal. Um, and you know what? This has also sparked the reopening of the case of Ahmaud Arbery. This has also sparked um, a petition to try to get Breonna Taylor's yes. um, murderers, because fuck being a police, you're a murderer. Um, you know, we're trying to get them charged. And, and I hope that this sparks something, that retroactively we go after all these policemen who thought they were above the law. Um, you know, people... People, we, we all felt the way all type of shit has been happening. I ain't going to stun. I've cried on numerous occasions too over much, this. Too much, too um, much. And, you know, to, to, to finally witness something happening, it, 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 feels in a, it feels different. You know, like, it's not everything, right? But to see something, it gives me hope. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just... You know, and I mean, saying say that's so Negro spiritual like, but it just it gives me a different sense of hope to 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 see us, my generation, our people, everything to be doing all that we doing, to be going all through that we going through, and to to get these emails that Black Lives Matter and to see it happening, to be at the forefront for like finally our issue is the forefront. Like oh, now you want to be emotional? This like, episode, bitch. When I was when I was crying the last episode, nah, girl, I mean, I'm like, a G. Oh, I'm not cry. dropping a tear, but now nah, you was kind of you was crying hard. Girl, well, I can see tears <laughs> in her eyes. You, you hear her voice? <laughs> um, it, it feels good though. Like it's like. And we we out here like it just shows the power something. of our voices, the power something. of social media, right? Power of our voices that we all just need to collect together and just keep talking, keep shouting, because it is still so many cases that got you know that were not solved and, and that was, we're not heard about and that we're not heard about. You know what I'm saying? And it's all relating to police officers. There are hundreds of names of black people that have been murdered by b- police officers that. Nothing happens to them. They still have their jobs. Like the police officer that killed, that you know, had his knee on George Floyd. This is not his first issue. It sure is. It is. It's not. You know, he's had complaints already about violence and his police tactics and everything. He's had it already. Mm-hmm. He has. This, this is. You know. So for him to already have this situation, he's, he's had. He has history of this. He has a record of this. What did they do about it? It shows nothing happened. It shows that they were not disciplined. They had. They didn't pay no consequences. Nothing happened. This the same state that killed Philando Castillo. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember so, that? Remember that? Twenty sixteen. That was so sad with the little girl. With the little girl. The little girl leading, oh. consoling her mother oh. in the car. And, 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 and white people want to talk about. Oh, my kids are so young. She was a six year old girl who witnessed her dad being shot by the police officer, and she had to console her mother in the car while all this shit was going on. A six year old girl, really. 
anyway, I want to leave you guys with the thought that your voice matters. Um, no matter what, we ha- we we have a podcast, and we decided that our voice um, is going to be heard. But be it small, be it loud, be it a repost, be it you out in the streets, be it whatever you want to do. Say something. Be something because you matter. And um, everybody that is black, we see you. You are being seen. So shine because we 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 are here. We are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We are the origins of humanity. Listen. Listen, we are here to the very end. Ain't nothing you could do about it. You know, it's like we are so black. We're in every continent. We're in every country. Every, every, every. We, we here all the time. You know what I'm saying? So as you said, black people... You shine. But one thing I definitely do want to say is that educate yourself. You know, even if, you know, as a non-white and as a non-black person, this is, you don't understand or you don't see this or, you know, because I had an African-American course, class in, in, in college and there were definitely some, it was an injustice class and discrimination. And there were some people that lived in Chicago, they were like, oh, I didn't know police brutality happened. You know what I mean? Because you could legit live in a certain neighborhood and you are in your own little bu- bubble. And the only issue you have is the fact that milk is $5 and more. The, the price of milk is going higher. You know, you don't know what's really going on with other races, other people. So I would definitely want to use this opportunity to say, please educate yourself. And also as black people, okay? Because, of course, not every black person has faced racism or discrimination or police brutality. Educate yourself. Do your research, okay, before you jump into conclusions. And use your platforms wisely. That's it. And let's get into our next segment. All right. So let's do our black excellence. All right. I thought the clap was going to work. Girl. <laughs> um, so black excellence for this week. We we, we want to shout out uh, a friend of the show, a friend of like family, really, of the show. Um, so here's the thing. Um, there is a local rapper. His name is Femdot. And Femdot is bro that's that's family and what he has been doing this week with um his organization and his brand femme de la creme he and a couple of people have been buying groceries and delivering it to people all over chicago as we mentioned earlier a lot of our grocery stores and things were destroyed in the looting so that's amazing yes so he has an organization called de la creme scholars and i'm telling you I, I I live in a neighborhood where the grocery the grocery store where I shop at was looted was broken into, and I was legit scared to go back outside because as I said I saw people looting people going crazy, and this man I legit sent him my groceries grocery list, and he got me everything I needed. Listen, organic. I don't even got, I don't buy myself organic mushrooms. This man bought me organic. Listen, I saw That's this mushroom. I'm like what. He got me two of each, and this is something he's doing for everyone. Like, if you have an issue, whatever, you need help, just ask. I'm like, damn, how much should I quick pay you? He said, don't even worry about it. It's no questions asked. So, basically, it is De La Creme Scholars. You just need to DM them. Um, we're going to post on our page as well, and on our story. And donate. Um, Don- I definitely donated. Donations. Yes. I donated definitely. as well. Um, and there's a, a, a multitude of organizations right now that are taking donations and are doing things so like we just said like social media activism yes. um is a thing and it, and it still counts like you know if you can't be in the streets you can't do all of that right you could do something right, you know because there are organizations that you never know, organize just small group of people that are cleaning up the neighborhoods you know going to the the, the, the stores are broken broken into and just clean them up so just black excellence to them that is 
you know, we are we are taking care of our neighborhood at the end of the day. Yes, and we just also want to say our other black excellence, everybody that's out there, all black people, we have exhibited black excellence as a as a unit this this week. Um, from from seeing people post stuff to going to clean up the communities to protesting in general. As black people, we have been excellent this week. So shout out to every single person that is we black are in, the in the world. Hey, we did that. We sure did. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into our music and TV segment. Lose control. Okay, let's start with music. What's what's going on music? What's going on music? So the music industry decided to do Blackout Tuesday this week. Um, and we saw that in a multitude of ways. That's when a lot of people um, had their black squares or whatever, um, basically to black out bullshit and amplify black voices. Um, Apple Music participated in that by strictly playing like one radio station and it was all black artists definitely um and all black artists that were speaking like all the songs were speaking to like positivity and black activism so that was super cool to see especially also to know that apple controls our phone okay hello but you know okay that was that there was a lot of mixed conversation though around blackout tuesday it was i guess it was confusing for some people because you know some people were like oh blackout tuesday shouldn't we still be we should use our voices we should post while we blacking out things you know but i guess the purpose of the blackout tuesday was you know just to create a movement right yeah. Blackout tuesday does not mean you should not still use a voice it does not mean that you should not post what you want to post but it's definitely to cre- go ahead i think you have more knowledge on that. uh yeah so i think that a lot of what happened with blackout tuesday was that there was a lot of conversation so the music industry said that for blackout tuesday we're not going to participate in anything within the industry um the confusion that came is that people took that as we are going to you know post black squares or whatever um in that a lot of people use the hashtag black lives matter which uh consequently blacked out a lot of the information that we usually use with Black Lives Matters. So there was a lot of, like, um, miscommunication with that. However, I think the intention was beautiful, and I think that... um, you know, in the midst of it, a lot of people reappropriated it to be amplified black voices. So what it was, uh, what it turned out to be was blacking out all the frivolous things that we usually post, be it your business, your brand, you know, your selfies or whatever, yeah. and using that moment to amplify black voices, posting black businesses, um, you know, posting where you can help out, where you can donate, where you can do those things and really say that we blacking out on social media, that everything is going to be black and you are going to be um saturated with blackness that week facts okay all blackness to the t um i think that's it for music but let's go into tv what do we have for tv so for tv this week um so you know again because it was um such a heavy week you know it wasn't a lot of catching up on new shows but let's catch up on some show stuff so kira basket <laughs> Carol Baskin and made her way back into headlines. Okay, it comes. It turns out that she really is that bitch because she always comes out on top. Carol Baskin now owns Joe Exotic Zoo. Listen, she sure do. She was awarded the, the zoo once that was once owned by her nemesis, um, a George, George Rude, in favor of Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Corporation. Monday in a lawsuit against the Greater Winewood Development Group. So she she, she got it. She own it. You know, she's the head bitch in charge. <laughs> it's so hilarious because it's just so many. We see how, uh, what's his name? Joe, Joe Tiger? Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. <laughs> Exotic. He's just so mad. He really hates this woman. Like, I she, hate she, that bitch too. He, <laughs> you saw just like it? <laughs> he hates 
Yeah, but he's right. He's in prison now, rotten. Whatever. Damn, free Joe. No, I'm just playing. And he was sentenced for a long time too. Damn, he really did. He, Dude, he hurt them tigers, yo. You see these white people. White people and they animals. Listen, they love tigers more than us black people. White people love <laughs> animals, man. Let, let me tell you something. If it's if it, if you want to get at white people, we should have been looting pet stores. Yeah! That's what we should have been looting some pet store. Y'all should have took a dog, a rabbit, a cat, a snake. Listen, we would have got their attention. That, nah, they would have got emotional. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> we should have took all them pets. Um, but for me, I'm not even really... Honestly, I've not watched TV all week. I've not really watched anything serious. Um, I'm trying to think what shows have I... Am I looking, are you looking forward to any shows at all? Okay, I just want to shout out Yvonne Orji. Her comedy special on HBO is coming out this weekend, this Saturday. It's called Mama, I Made It on HBO. Mm-hmm. Yvonne Orji plays Molly on Insecure. Um, she's also a cross-cultured sister. She's Nigerian-American. Um, and, you know, Molly is not my favorite character, but I, I'm always going to support... Um, whoever's, you know, black and doing something. Definitely. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, this was, uh, this is still a very serious moment. It's all about protesting, speaking up for our rights, humanity, police brutality, just all black things, okay? Do you have a dummy's word of the month that you have anything to say? Not today, y'all. Fight the power. Fight the power. And what is the quote? You said... Um, everyone is a person, so it's always going to be personal. Yes, and that, okay. that quote, um, I got it from a show, but that that quote is just because, you know, I see so many people trying to act like, you know, this this whole movement, everything that's happening, we taking it personal, or people not Listen. doing stuff is being personal, or, you know, like, people saying what they saying, whatever, we're not thinking about it as an establishment, but I think that more than anything, it... it People need to know that everybody is a person. So whatever you do against us is going to be personal. It's personal. And that's a story for another day because I got some tea (laughs) with what I experienced with that stuff. Okay? But everything is personal, which means black lives surely do fucking matter. Okay? And this is Cross Cross Cultured. Cultured.